Hi, I'm James P. Friel. And I'm Dean Holland. It's time to fasten your seatbelts, boys and girls. That's right. If you're an entrepreneur who's wanting to take your business to the next level and have a bit of fun while getting cutting-edge advice on your business, marketing, and sales, welcome to Just the Tips, arguably the best podcast in the entire world. I guess that's good, right? Yeah, that's good to me. All right. That was easy. That was the easiest thing we did all day. Yeah. All right, what's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Just the Tips. This is James P. Friel. I am super excited to have you here today, along with my very handsome, good-looking co-host, Mr. Dean Holland. How are you today? <laughs> I am... Whoa, there we go. We put it in. <laughs> I am awesome. How about you? Excellent. So, as of the recording of this episode... Uh, so that our listeners know, we are nearing the end of 2017 and headed into uh, the great unknown of 2018. What? With all, <laughs> yes, I know it's hard to believe. Hard to believe another year has gone by, and uh, we thought we thought uh, we thought we'd do something uh, a little bit different and special uh, for this episode. Here, we wanted to uh, have a conversation with each other and with you guys, the listeners and sort of share with you our biggest takeaways from 2017 and biggest uh, tips for focus for 2018. So that's uh, that's what we're doing today. We don't have a guest. Well, Dean is, Dean is multiple personalities, so <laughs> one of his personalities will show up as a guest, I suppose. <laughs> that may or may not happen. <laughs> we'll see. Time, time will tell, and uh, we'll find out as the episode goes on. So, uh, so first of all, Dean... Where the hell did 2017 go? Oh my gosh! You know what? I've um, I, I don't know if this is just me getting older and older. I don't know, but I'm gonna I'm gonna sound old now, and I'm gonna say the years just keep flying by. <laughs> <laughs> well, there's one of your personalities. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, like I cannot believe how quick it goes. Like it's it's just unreal. Like how where does the time go? Like you know, people always say. You know, like money loves speed and all that kind of stuff and time waits for no one, but it's actually now true. Like literally, I cannot get time to wait for me to catch up. It's it's insane. Yeah, it is insane. And I think, you know, for me, that's been one of the things that has caused me to focus on things that I've focused on is you can make money any day of the week, right? At a certain point, making money just becomes a skill that you you learn or you have or you've you know you figured it out or whatever time cannot be manufactured right and that's why you know when when people say time is money and and all of that i i sort of disagree with that i think that time is greater than money right. uh because the most valuable resources are the unrenewable ones the truly unrenewable ones and uh money is a renewable resource Many other things are renewable. Time is completely unrenewable on every single level. We only have uh, a finite amount of it. And so for me, that's the that's the ultimate currency. And really why I've spent so much time in my own life and in my own business, figuring out how to get everything running with as little of my time as possible. Because I want my time to, you know, because I know it disappears and it never comes back. And, uh, and I, and I think it's, it's sort of an interesting trap that 
we get caught up in, especially as entrepreneurs, is like we're willing to hustle and hustle and grind and do all this other stuff. And, you know, if you're, you know, you're persistent and you're good at what you do and you have something of value to offer to people, eventually you'll succeed. But there's a cost. And the cost is how much time did that take to create that result? Right? Very true. Yeah. Anyway, it is interesting how time waits for no man. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I think um, I think factual statements like what you've just made is is exactly why, you know, we're happy to report to the listeners that in 2017, we officially, by the Made Up Podcast Awards Association, became the world's greatest business and marketing podcast in the world. That's right. And our, our deepest gratitude to the, uh, the world's fake mar- whatever podcast association you just said, <laughs> who are deeply humbled by, uh, by their recognition and the honor that they've bestowed upon us as we are arguably the best podcast in the world. Right. Yeah. I mean, it was only a matter of time, right? We've got the best listeners, the be- most handsome hosts and the best information out there. So what can we do? It was almost a certainty from the very beginning, wasn't it? <laughs> well, you know, we named we named it that ourselves from podcast number one. So <laughs> <laughs> that's right, absolutely. So, sort of getting into the the meat and potatoes of this episode today. What if you had to just say off the top of your head, you know, your top, and maybe we'll go back and forth on this. I've got some ideas on this, but like, what were some of your top takeaways in terms of? Lessons learned, insights, realizations, growth opportunities, missed opportunities, like things that sort of helped you shape 2017. And then how are you taking those things into 2018? Yeah, no, that's awesome. Um, so one of the things that I don't think we've ever spoke about this on the podcast, obviously, you all know, James, and and few people that, that may listen that follow me on Facebook. But um, <clears throat> this year has been a, a, a weird one for me, like, very, very different to, to any other year, um, in a sense of, for several years, I, I grew my business working out of my home office. And last year, we, we were growing incredibly flat fast, like reaching you know levels of multiple hundreds of thousands of dollars a month. But cracks began to appear. I didn't grow the infrastructure and the team of the business. I made some big mistakes last year in that sense. And so I couldn't, we couldn't deliver. We, you know, I kept make, breaking promises, as, as sad as that is to say. It's just the reality of what happened in my business. You know, I kept missing deadlines and saying I was going to get certain things out and released and launched. And, and I was just missing those deadlines completely. And I began getting buried under all of this stuff. And I fell so far behind. And I don't know if we've ever mentioned this on the show, but obviously you and I, James, I, I you know, I, I worked with you and I bought, you know, had your help heavily in the business for, for many, many months. And you helped me to, to implement systems and strategies and, and things like that. And, you know, as we actually sit here today and I'm doing this podcast together, um, I'm now sat in our new offices. We, you know, we opened up a 2,500 square foot premises in the UK and grew the team and implemented systems that you helped us with. So, if I if I look back actually over this year and and see like what were the positives that happened, what were the amazing things that that have changed the the face of the business for the long term, um, I would have to say, and I'm not just saying this because you are my beautifully furry faced co-host, that you know <laughs> having you uh, having you come on board and 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 help us put systems in place and procedures and and having a, a project management process so that I could grow the team and and facilitate the growth of the business better and more suitably going forwards that would be a huge thing without a doubt you know and i know obviously if you know you can talk a lot more on that than i can but i could definitely just say from my side implementing systems and and project management and team management processes so that 
you know, I'm, I don't want to be, I never wanted to be like a, a, a people manager as such. I think that's probably why I put off growing the team because I love doing what I do. I love the marketing. I love building my funnels. I love doing advertising. I love conversions and all that geeky kind of stuff. And what I didn't want to do was, you know, lose doing that and, and instead have to sort of micromanage staff. Um, so I, I don't have to do that is the awesome thing because of having systems in place that you helped us with. So that would be a big, big thing. Um, now I'm going to give a, a, an opposite to that as well. What do I feel that me personally, what did I get wrong in, in 20, uh, 2017? And I would probably say, and it plays hand in hand with the things that I've just spoke about. We've done like the office and the growing of the team. I would probably say I massively underestimated how long things would take. Um, in many areas of the business, and also probably how much things would cost. Um, so that's definitely, you know, for anybody listening, I, anything that you're going to do, not necessarily just moving into an office or growing your team, whatever it might be, um, I found that making significant reinvestments or significant changes within the company definitely underestimated the time frames, and I definitely underestimated the costs. But thankfully, um, because of mentors and friends, I did almost anticipate it, but not enough. So I did have, you know, like great cash flow in place in the business. I had, you know, things in place to, to allow us to do this, but I could see if I didn't have that. And I think a lot of companies probably don't always have that fallback that I'd have been in real trouble. So I guess that would be my, you know, the, my, my huge things that I've done and my probably the, the mistakes that I made this year that I would definitely learn from going forwards. Hmm. Yeah, I'll, uh, I'll I'll have to give you your uh, your check later for mentioning <laughs> yeah. our work. Together. And if anyone would like to work with James, contact Dean. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we can send him through your affiliate link. Yeah. This way, you get <laughs> right. Um, so, what about you? Anyway, I know uh, obviously I know a lot about what's been going on with you and what's happened over the last year, but I'm going to fire those same questions right back at you, my good friend. Yeah, and um, let me uh, let me react to your to your sort of uh, things before we move on to mine. Sure. I think you know one, you know, you were smart to be able to estimate the different costs and things. <laughs> I so thought you was going to say you was smart to hire me. <laughs> I, I, I will agree with that, but um, but to to estimate the different costs and stuff like that, I think you know it's uh, you were you did way better than average on that. And the lesson here that I'm taking away from that is there's always room for sharpening your pencil, right? To get that, you know, the forecasts and the predictions and what's going to happen as a result of this to get, you know, clearer and clearer on setting the expectations. Because in order to really be good at being an investor or a business owner, I think you've got to be a master of anticipating what's going to happen. Right. right. And so running through all those different scenarios and stuff, definitely had you not done any of that, mm. the uh, the transition to moving into the office and expanding the team and everything, I think would have been a lot more painful. Sure. But the fact that you did put some planning into that, you know, I think has helped you get through uh, that transition. Uh, and so, you know, lesson for everybody is some planning is better than no planning. Continuing to learn how to be better at planning is the only way to get better at it, right? You don't just get better at planning by thinking that someday you're going to plan everything out. Right. It's sort of 
right? It's ludicrous. It's like, oh, someday I'm going to have this really, really ripped body by <laughs> thinking about how much I want it. Like, that's not how it works, unfortunately, <laughs> right. right? You got to go into the gym. You got to put the fork down. You got to measure all these different things, you know? So even though, you know, may, may have been uh, one of the things that you consider a mistake for this year, I also think it's one of the things that is a win, right? Because you did uh, what you know. I, I work with all different business owners, and most of them are only focused on like sales and marketing and saying, "Hey, how can we sell more of this stuff?" And the mature business owners and the ones that last and the ones that grow a business that turns into an asset are the ones that actually plan out their future. And when you get there, you're like, okay, how well did our plans match up? All right, well, we a little bit off? Yeah, of course, you know, that's going to happen. But the more you do it, the better you get. And so, um, you know, for uh, for everybody listening, especially with this episode, you know, being one of the things that we're releasing in the early part of 2018, you know, here's here's a lesson, right? Whatever, you know, everybody wants to grow their business. Everybody wants to scale their business. Everybody wants to, you know, make more money and have more time and do all these different things. But none of it happens without planning it out. Like it's very rare that somebody becomes wildly successful by winging it the entire time. Right. Yeah. Uh, No, 100%. Yeah. And I think, I think like you say as well, like it does take practice. I'll never forget, actually, and I'm not just keep saying this because everybody should work with you, James, but um, <laughs> I remember because I, I, I've done a lot of like thinking back over stuff this this during this Christmas time. Do you remember yourself how much of a mess I was in when you and I first spoke? Do you remember that yeah. first call? And you're like, OK, so here's how I begin this process. Show me what you've got right now and what's going on and what your plans are. And then we'll see kind of where we go. And I was like, oh, yeah, perfect. Here's my time to shine. <laughs> And I'm like, okay, so I've got these 62 projects planned, these 18 new products that we want to launch in four weeks. And I've got all this and all this. And, you know, I'm doing it all from my garage at home and nobody else is going to help and I can do it all. What do you think? (laughs) I'm surprised you wasn't just like, you're a freaking idiot. (laughs) So it takes practice is what I'm getting at. Like, you know, I'm saying things now with a much clearer head, but it was literally like, what, 12, 18 months ago where I was in a mess. Like the, the, I thought I had a plan, but I was just a crazy fool. Like it was ridiculous. Well, you just, you know, you like, um, like a lot of entrepreneurs, like we get, we get really, really excited right. about our idea, right? We get really ambitious about what we want to do. And I love that. Like that's the part of working with entrepreneurs and being an entrepreneur that I really like is just the passion and the creativity and the desire to you know, make things happen. Right. And, um, but, but you got to like, think of it like a, like a racehorse. Right. And I'm not like, I'm certainly no horse trainer or anything like this, but, (laughs) but I think this analogy makes sense. Like if you have a, you know, powerful, you know, thoroughbred racehorse that doesn't get trained, that doesn't get bridled, that doesn't know how to channel that energy, Mm. then it can, incredibly destructive, right? right. The, the, you know, creativity and destruction are, are opposite sides of the same coin. Right. And so like as entrepreneurs, you have the power to create, but creativity comes through channeling and focusing that energy. 
And that looks like planning and then executing on those plans. And that's the part that, you know, takes a little bit of effort to to get good at because it's the part that it's like the little rebellious child inside of all of us <laughs> that doesn't want to do that, right? We're like, ah, we just want to make things happen and like all of that stuff. But like when it gets shaped and harnessed and focused, much like that, you know, thoroughbred racehorse going through a training regimen and having the bridle in its mouth and like learning how to like actually compete, like that's when you win. You don't win by having, you know, scattered, unfocused energy. You win by taking all that energy that you have and putting it to, you know, singular use and, you know, actually forecasting out what you want and then going at it. So, yeah, definitely. Uh, News just in, by the way, as well, James, I just t- got told we we also at the official made up uh, podcast awards show won best analogies on a podcast show in the world. So uh, that's amazing. Congratulations and on that like- one as well. Well, there you go. We got another award. So now we can consider this an award-winning show is what you're telling me. <laughs> the multi-award-winning show. <laughs> multi-award-winning. The crowd uh, The crowd here is going crazy, Dean. They're just like, everybody is just excited for uh, all the different things that are happening right now. Um, the many, many, many awards that we're winning on the show. So... Um, so, so yeah, so, so to answer your question, throw that back at me about, you know, biggest takeaways from, uh, from 2017 and sort of thoughts going into 2018. I think, I think for me, 2017 was, it was a year of being steady at what I wanted to achieve. Um, not learning not to rush things and also learning to keep the right pace, um, and I'll use I'll use another analogy now that we're uh, an award winning show and best analogies used. Please do. Um, so, so I, I don't remember if I mentioned this, but so like a year and a half ago, I learned to I decided to start playing the drums. Um, and I don't know where it came from. It was literally like a lightning strike of inspiration. I'm not musical. Classes that I got the lowest grades in in school were music classes. In fact, I think at one point my music teacher was just like, you're not very good at this. And I was like, I know, I don't know what I'm supposed to tell you about it. Like, it doesn't make any sense to me. And so, um, so anyway, so the fact that I even want to play the drums was sort of weird. And, but I did it. I took immediate action. I bought a drum set and went and started taking lessons. And one of the things that my drum instructor kept telling me, because when you're playing the drums, You've got like, you've got the beats, which are the basic beats that, you know, kind of the music plays along to. And then you've got what's called fills. And those fills are like the, you know, the real flair and like what, you know, makes sort of makes the song have personality and makes it sound cool. And so the part of drumming that's, you know, sort of fun is that you go between the beat, which is the steady part and the fill, but you have to keep your timing the right like at the right tempo the entire time. And I would get, <laughs> this is I would like a little kid and I'm in this drum studio. Like I'm so excited, like animal from the Muppets and, and I'm in there. And I, every time it comes time to do the fill, I just like feel the passion and excitement ready to unleash on the drums. And I'm like, yes, it's time to do the fill. I can't wait. And invariably I would rush the fill because I was so eager and so excited and so week after week, my drum teacher is just like, you got to stop rushing the fill. you got to stop rushing. He's like, just fall back into the groove of the music. And so 
first I was annoyed with him, right? <laughs> I was like, dude, got to just shut up and let me play this film. Okay? I don't want to get out of here. Like, get out of here. In fact, I don't need you anymore, right? Like, I, like that rebellious child, right? Like, get out of here. I just want to bang on these drums. And he's like, you got to stop rushing the music. So, so after I went through all the stages, right? First, I was angry with him. Then I was like, sort of like listening. And then I got to full acceptance. And when I got full acceptance and I was able to listen to what he was saying, I realized that, okay, the music sounds better. I get a better result when I'm not rushing it. Right. Right. And so then I was like, okay, cool. That makes sense for drums. And, and I'm a big believer in this super cliche saying about how you do anything is how you do everything. And so I started asking myself, I was like, all right, if I'm consistently rushing this in my drumming, where else am I rushing things? And so I started looking at, you know, all these different areas of my life and my business and everything. And I realized that my excitement and my optimism for what I wanted to create in my business would sometimes cause me to rush things and to not like put the right plan in place and let things materialize at the right tempo. And so I just sort of thought that was interesting. And as I became better at my tempo and drumming, I intentionally practiced having a more consistent tempo with how I created everything in my business as well. And what that looked like was more consistent project planning cycles, more consistent follow-up with my team and all the people that were working for me, more consistency with the delivery of our programs. Like, like everything became more consistent for me. And what was cool was I stopped feeling like I was rushing anything. I stopped feeling like we were moving faster than we were supposed to, which causes different kinds of stress, but that we're moving at the right speed for where we are. And so I'd say one of my biggest wins uh, from 2018 was not only uh, learning tempo on my drums, but actually translating that to tempo in my business. And the cool thing about, about that is once you develop a good tempo, then you can speed up without being sloppy, right? It's like once you learn how to, like when I first started playing the drums, my beats were like, like I would hit the drum and I'd have to wait to think about what I was going to do next. And like, right. there was like pausing and it was slow and it was painful, but I was keeping that pace. And then as you get better and it becomes more natural, you can start keeping the tempo, but you can move faster and faster and faster. And I think the same is true with business. Like if you allow yourself to get better at planning, you allow yourself to get better at executing what's on your plate and right in front of you, you allow yourself to get better at managing people and and the different things needed to grow your team, it's not that you're going to have to go slow forever. It's that when you start learning how to do things and you get those fundamentals down the right way, then they start becoming more second nature and you can start executing on them faster and faster, but it's smooth, right? The idea is that you want to be smooth, not all over the place. And so I think that was a huge lesson for me this year. Um, And I found that lesson in the most un- expected of places right. in this tiny little drum studio with my drum teacher yelling at me to stop <laughs> rushing my fill because I was so excited. Yeah. <laughs> no, that's all. I'll tell you one thing, um, just, just adding in on that or like a bit of like my thoughts, um, just on what you're saying about discovering that the most unlikely of times. 
Um, one of the things that I've started learning myself, I guess this has come in the last year, is just being more aware myself, like just physically being more aware. Like, like you would have not, like if you wasn't aware of, of what, what was happening there in that drum scenario, you'd have never physically or you know mentally or whatever applied that to your business and been aware of that taking place. I think that's just something something that I picked up in different areas in, in life and business is just being a lot more aware and open, like actually being open to possibilities and open to, to new things around you and open to, you know, the awareness of things happening. Like you say, cause there's often, I, I I'm sure there's been like huge lessons in different areas of my life in the past that I've just not been aware of. Like I've just not, not been susceptible to kind of receiving the message if you like. So it's interesting to hear. Yeah. I'm a big fan of meditation. Right. Nothing that I have ever done before has given me that space to have the awareness. Right. right. Like none of none of us want to be those people who just mindlessly go from one thing to the next. But sadly, most of the time we are, right? <laughs> and we just we're very reactive to the different things that are happening. Like, oh, like, you know, uh, you know, my business isn't doing well. Oh no, my business is doing great. Like, and like, we're like moving from knee jerk thing to knee jerk yeah, thing. Right. I just totally despise <laughs> that being in reaction mode. Like, I don't like that at right. all. Just, it's, it's not for me. I guess some people thrive on it, but I, I feel like it's not my, my thing. And for me, like, you know, I've been meditating for, you know, about, four, I guess, four or five years now. Um, and, that practice of meditation is what's created, you know, a much higher level of awareness for me mm. because I don't necessarily feel like I'm reacting to things. And then um, I'll, I'll cut it to the bottom line for any of you guys who are listening, who were like me years ago, who were like, meditation is a waste of time, right? Cause I'm all about, you know, how to make the most of my time and be efficient and everything. I was like, there's no reason to meditate. I shouldn't close my eyes and just do nothing for 10 minutes. That seems like a stupid idea. <laughs> and then, and then what I, what I realized, it, like, is there a theme here? Like I rebelled against my drum teacher at first, I rebelled against this at first, right? Like, but I think I'm learning slowly. But the, the thing with meditation is that it creates, it creates practice in your own mind of creating space between what's happening in your world and the choices that you decide to make. And that's where awareness comes from. And so, um, you know, anyone who's listening, who wants just like, and it's, and it's like basically free to meditate. Like it doesn't even cost money. Right. Right. Like it's one of the amazing things that you could do that, you know, anyone listening who wants a real leg up and in 2018, uh, is just take up some sort of simple meditation practice and watch, your own awareness of the world around you and how you're reacting to it change. Um, because you know, I was listening to a book over the holidays, Dean, uh, by a guy named Ray Dalio um, and called Principles. Uh, I super highly recommend it. And Ray Dalio is the uh, founder of Bridgewater Capital. I think that's the name of the company. And they have... $165 billion in assets under management, one of the biggest uh, funds um, in, in the world. And he attributes his clear headedness and his presence of mind in significant portion to his lifelong, you know, multi-decade meditation practice. Wow. And so it's not just sort of like for, 
you know, monks who are out in the, you know, the hills of Tibet somewhere. <laughs> it's, 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 even, it's, I would argue it's even more important for entrepreneurs like us who are in the mix of making things happen because you have microseconds and, you know, milliseconds to react to mm. the different things that are happening in your business. And you want those things, you want your decisions to be on point. You don't want them to be reactive and take you, you know, in another direction. So Anyway, your whole comment on awareness sort of got me on this. <laughs> you got me with that meditation. one. <laughs> got me, man. <laughs> awesome, awesome. So yeah, lots of uh, a lot of stuff happening. Like, what about then? Um, what about then going into twenty eighteen? What would I guess? Should we should we talk about like I don't know one or two of our main objectives or something like that or one of the one of our key things that we're going to or planning to do or taking forwards into the new year. Yeah, absolutely. How about it? Yeah. Well, I, I've got no idea. I'm, I'm useless. <laughs> <laughs> All right, sure. I'll, I'll, uh, I'll go. So I'll put this out there because um, one it's uh, it's been something that I've been wanting to do. I knew it wouldn't be the opportune time to do it in 2017, but I I'm pretty confident 2018 is the right time for me to do this. So I'm going to be uh, releasing my book, Autopilot Entrepreneur. Oh. Um, and uh, and I'm, I'm super excited about it. Like I've been, I've been writing, you know, I've been outlining it and uh, sort of thinking about what I want to have in there. And, and what, what I'm most excited about is helping people have a blueprint for building a business. I think that a lot of entrepreneurs get excited about an idea and then they get excited about making money. But I think that building a business that will last, building a business that is an asset for them, something that they can sell, something that they can run with, you know, minimal amounts of their, you know, stress or time, something that gives them leverage, I think is, is something that like you can go all around and you can sort of pull the pieces and parts together, but I don't necessarily feel like it's uh, it's been easy for me. And I don't think I've seen it as easy for anybody. And I'm not saying that my writing this book is going to make it easy, but what I do want to be able to give people is a, a big picture roadmap of what they need to be thinking in order to do this. Right. And so I've sort of, you know, as over the course of this year, and I've been, you know, working with tons of different companies and, and, you know, strengthening our own business and everything, I've seen that there are five different areas, five different systems in a business that need to be put into place, right? There needs to be a marketing system, there needs to be a sales system, there needs to be an operation system, there needs to be a system for delivery and fulfillment, and there needs to be something for finance. And those five systems need to be in place. And, and so what we've been starting to do, and this is sort of like a peek into what content will be in the book, is we've been looking at like when I go in and work with a business, and I don't think I really had this in place when you and I started working together, but but it's it's crystallized over time from mm. you know repetition, my own observations yep. about what would be helpful for people, but when we go into a business now, we're looking at uh, each one of those systems and we're sort of grading it and on a traffic light. So red, 
yellow or green. So it was a marketing system, red, yellow, or green. And red being, it's not really producing results. It's not uh, generating anything. It's, it's not giving us any leverage. Yellow is it's producing some results and might be good results, but they are still manual effort and we don't have a lot of leverage there. And green mm -hmm. is the system is highly functional. It's giving the entrepreneur a significant amount of leverage and it's producing the desired result that is required in the business. So we're looking at, you know, all the, these five systems in the business and then where are they so that people can like almost instantly say, here's where my company is. Um, we got red lights in these three and we've got yellow lights in this one and a green light in this one. Right. And then it, it gives everybody an understanding of what they need to work on to get, to get their business to the next level. And so that's, that concept has really taken shape over this year, 2017 awesome. and going into 2018. Like I just like, I, I, I feel like this is the time I need to get all of those words out of my head and into, into a book that's going to be there to help people understand what structures and things they need to be thinking about for each one of those systems and, and what sequence to do things. Because I think a lot of times, you know, one of the things that I've seen is like, first and foremost, I'll say, if you don't have sales, then you like, you really don't have anything. You have to have people who are willing to pay you right. for whatever thing is. Right. And so a lot of people get really excited about, Oh, we're going to build like the best, you know, the best operations and we're going to have the best thing. And it's like, okay, but are people paying you, right? If people aren't paying you, then you're, you're sort of screwed. Like you've got to figure that piece out and that's always going to be number one. But then what I see a lot of people make the mistake is they're like, oh, we, we just are focused on driving sales and that's all we're focused on. And eventually if those other systems aren't in place, then you have a hollow structure, which is going to collapse. Right. And it's going to implode, and and so you know what I'm what I'm wanting people to see, uh, and you know in this whole autopilot entrepreneur framework is that there is a systematic way of not just running your business, but there's a systematic way of building your business too, right? So that so that you can eliminate um, to as much extent as possible the the guesswork and the uncertainty about like, oh, I'm here right now. What do I do next? I, I would, I really want to share with people the, the, the concepts so that they say, oh, okay, cool. Like I know how to put this puzzle together because now I see the big picture and I know what pieces need to go in and how they need to fit together. So my big goal for 2018 um, is, to, uh, is to get that book out into the marketplace um, I've never written a book before, so I'm sort of uh, proceeding cautiously uh, as per my previous drum analogy. I'm not just jumping into it. I'm actually thinking about what to do. And uh, and that's the thing I think I'm most excited about. Yeah, very cool. I think uh, actually rather excitingly talking about book writing, I think um, next month marks my two or three year anniversary since I started writing my book. And I think I'm just about ready to to. <laughs> scrap that and start again because i've got a nice. idea now <laughs> that's awesome yeah so yeah. what do you, are you uh, are you willing to reveal what your new idea is on the show or are you going to keep it under wraps I mean, i'm going to keep go that one under wraps right now we'll uh just just because i i could change it again in the next few weeks who knows
I don't want to get anyone excited on a big idea that just never happens. It'll drive people crazy. It's like people end up throwing themselves off a cliff or something. Well, it's it's really uh, one of these things where you just don't want to toy with people's emotions. That's it. Right. You know? Right. And I know that, uh, you know, with the uh, I think we're up to billions of listeners on this show now. I think with the billions of listeners that we have, a lot of them would be disappointed and uh, it could create some sort of cataclysmic problem in the world around us if you didn't follow through on it. So exactly. I think it's best. To exactly. Keep- I don't think iTunes would have a purpose to be around anymore if our listeners stopped tuning in. So there we, uh, yeah, we certainly don't want to do that. So <laughs> The ripple effect would be so ugly. <laughs> oh, what a great, great show we have. <laughs> Literally the best in the world. Well, the other thing I'm excited about uh, for 2018 is the lineup of guests that we have planned out for the show. Some of the uh, some of the biggest names in marketing and entrepreneur land uh, will be on the show this year. I'm super excited about that. And honestly, you know, another big win for 2017 that we share is getting this podcast out there off the ground. Definitely. And uh, and you know, I know that we're very serious about the you know the award we got from the made up committee. But we have been getting uh, a lot of a lot of positive feedback from our listeners, and so just out to you guys who have been listening, uh, we appreciate you, and we're looking forward to bringing you guys some uh, some more fun, some more content that that you can use and put into practice in your life and in your business in 2018. And so, I'd say a big win for uh, for for us is, uh, is you know 2017 was the year that just the tips emerged onto the scene. I'd say that was and, a big win for the world. <laughs> I agree with you. <laughs> but no, yeah, in all seriousness, like I don't we we I don't know how deep we've ever gone into this story, but uh yeah, the, the this podcast just just came out of a of a random random week in Boise and and a great idea by James and uh, and and an unadulterated agreement from me with one word of yes, let's do this. Um and we we just have fun and hopefully everyone just enjoys listening. It is literally like two guys and a guest talking on a show and revealing some cool stuff. And hopefully everyone listening in business and in the world of marketing enjoys listening to this and pulls out a, a good, good few golden nuggets out of each show and hopefully has a good time in listening as well. So like you say, I'm very grateful for all the billions of people that are tuning in and the billions of people that are bound to start tuning in in 2018. <laughs> yeah, I, think, I think our plan, uh, just so you guys who are listening know, is that we want to have 100% of the world's population listening to this show. So um, we've got, a. I guess we have a little ways to go, but probably not all that much at this stage. Right. I mean, but I mean, if every listener tagged one friend and told their friend to tag one friend, then surely like in network marketing terms, if I think to Ray Higdon, one of our former guests, surely that means we we literally reach 100% of the population um, quite simply, literally as like a, a seven day deal. I think it's done. Yeah, I think we'll have that nailed uh, probably shortly after the ball drops um, for New Year's. Yeah, yeah, I agree. So, yeah. yeah, so who knows what we're going to do after that? <laughs> you know, once you get 100% of the world listening to you, what do you do? Um, I guess we'll figure it out when we get there. <laughs> uh, so one of the other things I want to share with you guys, too, that uh, we're pretty excited about as far as the show goes is we're going to be doing best of because we've had a lot of uh, a lot of people say, hey, you know, I really like this person and, and what they said about this show or they said on this show and this guest was amazing. What they talked about here made a big difference for me. 
And so, uh, so Dean and I are going to be doing um, sort of our biggest takeaways from the shows and then packaging them up in uh, little best of shows that hopefully you guys will really enjoy and get tremendous amounts of value from. And so we're excited about releasing that unto, uh, into the world in 2018 too. Oh, yes, yes, yes. It has been a, it has been an awesome year. I've got to say it has been a, there's a, a lot been happening, some awesome stuff. Lots happening on your side, James. I know clearly as I've just been speaking about earlier today, a ton of stuff happening here. And I think as we, I guess we're, we're probably rounding up now. So I, I want to give my one big, I want to give my one big tip <laughs> right here on just the tips. Let's have it, team. So Do it. Everyone on my team knows, and I'm now sharing it with, with you, James, and all the listeners. I now deem 2018 the year of simplicity. Okay. Wow. I think we can all agree as entrepreneurs, A, we like starting new things and it's exciting and it's fun, but that excitement often leads to us overcomplicating things, trying to do too much, taking our eye off like the primary reason we're doing some of these things. And so 2018, I'll be looking forward to reporting how much more simplified my entire business and my entire operations become. So yeah, there's my big tip. Simplicity wins. Yeah, man, that's a good one. I love it. I don't even think I can top that. Team. It was a rather big tip. It was. It was a really big tip. Can't be topped at the moment. <laughs> yeah. When Steve Jobs came back to Apple, you know, after his exile and he came back, the company was, you know, within a really short period of time going bankrupt. And one of the very first things he did was he said, well, show me all the products that we have. And they had like, they'd just like gotten products like all over the place, way too many. And he cut almost all of them. He's like, we need to simplify. Right. And they simplified down to a super small number of SKUs. And, you know, we're able to uh, not just save the company, but turn it ultimately what we have today into, you know, one of the most profitable uh, and largest cash rich organizations in the world. Right. Um, and and the very philosophy that his uh, his corporate you know sort of policies embodied and his product philosophy was simplicity. And so uh, you know, so if you guys are ever sort of wondering, I, it's just such great advice, Dean, for for what you're doing, for what I'm doing, for what everybody needs to do. Thank you, James. Take a you're <laughs> you're welcome, Dean. Um, <laughs> take a moment and just no matter where you are and sit down and say, you know, where can I simplify? Because what, what, what happens, what tends to happen to us is we accumulate. Everybody accumulates things. We accumulate ideas. We accumulate things. We accumulate people. We accumulate money. Hopefully um, we accumulate like all these different things. And we just sort of take for granted that we're in this accumulation phase. And, and one of the things that I think I ask myself this question every day, is there anything that I need to let go of? Because if you can kind of maintain a balance between accumulation and, and letting go of the things that no longer you no longer need, both, you know, from a, a business perspective or a mindset or whatever, and simplify things, uh, you're able to make clearer decisions, you're able to move faster, and I think you're able to get better results. And so simplicity is Simplicity. I'm. You know what? I'm totally swiping your theme, Dean. 
I also am going to say I want to embody more simplicity this year too, because it's just, it's probably one of the single most powerful things that you can do. Yeah. Simplicity is the ultimate complexity. <laughs> and I just realized, actually, we, we've also, in this amazing episode of Just the Tips, we've also delivered to the hundreds of thousands of fans that have recently wrote into us over the last 24 hours requesting longer podcasts from us. That's right. We, we delivered. We're like the mailmen. We just keep delivering. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> and no episode would be complete without hearing from Chewbacca. <laughs> so, uh, so, Dean, before we go, do you have any last words of wisdom that you want to share with everybody beyond the, uh, the amazing goodness you've already shared? Um, I, I'm, I'm struggling. Sometimes, you know, we've, we've gone on longer than normal. I would normally be left with a bit of goodness to, to just drip on the world here, but... Um, I'm, I'm all out. I'm, I'm fresh up out of good stuff. But what I will just say is like, uh, just, just a thank you to you as well, James, as well as the listeners. Like we did this purely out of wanting to spend more time with each other and just, just do something fun and, and add a, you know, a really fun show to the podcasting world. Make no mistake. I personally think most of the podcasts out there are dull. Yeah. We're, we're throwing rocks at the enemies here now. Um, we wanted to bring something fun. I've, I've had an amazing time sharing this platform with you, James. And the fact that, you know, billions of people around the world tune in already now is, is just, just amazing. And I'm excited for 2018 to bring more guests, more good stuff, and spend more time with you and that amazing, amazing beard that you bought to me today. It's just absolutely sensational. Well, thank you for that. I, uh, I haven't trimmed it for a little while. It's, it's gone a little bit bushy, as, as some of you guys may know I recently moved to Boise uh, from Florida and Boise is a lot colder. Um, <laughs> it's not a necessity to have a full face. Well, you know, it's so funny because I was outside and I was like, man, I am grateful for my beard. <laughs> my face was still cold. <laughs> Before it was like sort of like ornamental, but now I feel like my very survival depends on it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So maybe uh, maybe along the theme of simplicity, I'll just like throw all the razors and clippers and everything away for 2018 so that I can just really survive up here in Boise. Yeah. I look forward to it. Awesome. Well, Dean, uh, looking forward to uh, creating another amazing year of podcasting with you. Uh, listeners, um, super excited that we're going to be bringing you guys more amazing guests this year, cooler content in terms of how we're like sort of packaging things up for you guys. And definitely, uh, if there's ever a way that either Dean or I can add value to you in any particular area of your life or your business, uh, please find us and let us know. And in the meantime, Dean, that is a wrap. Yes. <laughs> and we will catch you guys later on another episode of Just Tips. Bye, everybody. Thanks for tuning in to Just the Tips, where we believe business should be profitable and fun. For show notes, links, and other information on our guests, visit justthetipshow.com. For more information on how to connect with Dean Holland, visit deanholland.com. And if you'd like to get free from the day-to-day operations of your business while making more money, visit me at jamespfreel.com forward slash autopilot. Our theme music is Happy Happy Game Show by Kevin McLeod, licensed under Creative Commons by Attribution 3.0 license.